All right, I have a poem. Are you ready to start, Gabe? Yep. All right. <coughs> um, well, I guess before we do it, do we... I just, as of right now, I have a, a one topic. And I know we have something... There's a... Uh, there's a comment that I think we could talk about. Or not a comment, but... Whatever we call it, the submission. Yeah. Oh, really? The poll. Yeah, there's one new one. <laughs> and uh, it's not bad. We'll, we'll make it work. <laughs> oh, they named themselves uh, Dumb Fans Since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, I'm ready if y'all are ready. Y'all ready for this? Anything else? Anyway, others. No, Welcome to the bottom, everybody. There's no poem this week. Man, but now that it's a bit, I'm not sure. Whatever. We're still starting with a poem. Others taunt me with having knelt at well curbs, always wrong to the light, so never seen deeper down in the well than where the water gives me back in a shining surface. Picture me myself in the summer, heaven godlike, looking out of a wreath of fern and cloud puffs. Once, when trying with chin against the well curb, I discerned, as I thought, beyond the picture, through the picture, a something white, uncertain, something more of the depths, and then I lost it. Water came to rebuke the too clear water. One drop fell from a fern, and lo, a ripple shook whatever it was lay there at bottom, blurted, blotted it out. What was that whiteness? Truth? A pebble of quartz? For once, then, something. Byron. It's <laughs> better than I was gonna do. <laughs> but no one's gonna get it except well whatever. Welcome to the bottom, everybody. We'll explain it later. Yeah, we'll explain it later. <laughs> I forgot about that. We have to talk about this. Uh yeah, I had a couple right. responses to that, but I feel like that would have been the funniest. What? Say like yeah. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that really sums sums the whole thing up, if if we're being honest. Sure. Yeah, pretty sure. Like, okay. if on a scale of one to yes, it's definitely. Oh. So like that's that's pretty up there. Do you like me? Yes or no? Wait. <laughs> Do you like me? Yes, definitely, absolutely. This is why Mabel gets it gets guys. All right, <laughs> she knows how to play the game. Man. Yeah. Speaking of guys, 
Uh, who's the most handsome man in the world? Probably Ryan Reynolds. You know, he was on the list, but now I'm, I looked up pictures of Henry Cavill. And you know, uh, I might have a, like, you know, I might have to rearrange the list. That's all I'm going to say. No. You sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, here's one with him. He has a mustache. Why? What do you mean, why? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me, Gabe. You know mustaches are attractive. No. That's why they That's why they digitally removed them from movies. <laughs> <laughs> Nuh-uh. Alright, are we, are we going to have this talk right now? Look, alright, if if you just have the mustache and you're not a cop from the 70s, you're a pedophile. There's no, <laughs> there's no word, there's no spectrum. It's a yes or a no question when you have only a mustache. And then if you're Peter Dinkles, like, it's fine, I guess, because you're Peter, but, like, outside of him, like, no. What about Henry Cavill? No. What do you mean, no? The guy from Twilight? No, that's Robert Pattinson, you yeah. fool. <laughs> I love that Luke knew <laughs> exactly who I was thinking of. Yeah, but no. Why not? I mean, look at that picture. Yeah, but look at Ryan Reynolds. What about him? Have you ever watched the movie Waiting? No. <laughs> no has You're right, I haven't. <laughs> One of the best movies of all time. Ryan Reynolds mustache. Listen, in Scott's defense, listen, Gabe, he doesn't just have the mustache. He's also got the good. He's got the good, like, kind of like. It's the not scruff. quite a beard, but it's, yeah, scruff exactly. As long as it's not just the mustache, the mustache is fine. But if it is the '70s cop mustache, and you are not a cop from the '70s, it is not okay to have. You actually don't. I. You actually don't like it. No. Man. <laughs> that makes Luke, him look like you? he look he looks Reynolds looks like a YouTuber in that in that <laughs> photo. Yeah, he really does. He looks I, like iDubs. <laughs> oh my god. We have a Discord server text chat that I that I could just look at instead of like trying to figure out what what are you guys talking about? It's, <laughs> it's already in front of me. I just oh, have to look at that. Yeah, Gabe, when you see the photo of Ryan Reynolds, tell me that does not look like iDubs. It looks like he's ready to say, what's going on, everybody? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It's that straight-on shot. Like, it's just, there's no... Straight-on, clearly he's holding the phone in his own hand. Yeah, there's no rule of like, thirds. It's very much just, I'm in the frame and that's good enough. Yeah. So you know what, Gabe? I I may have a trump card for you. Oh, I'm voting for Kanye, so it doesn't matter <laughs> what kind of card you have. <laughs> All oh, right, so there's two well, exceptions well, to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Swanson is. I mean, you can't top he's him. A, but he's a '70s cop, though. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like he, oh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Wait a minute, Scott. I, I've got a, I've got a trump card too. Hang on, hang on. Do you? Pull it, pull it up. Hold up. It's coming. It's coming. I'm ready. It's coming. My body's prepared. Well, like if if there's a '70s cop movie, guess and... who's getting picked first for the role? Him. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Elliott. Another is... trump card. Sam Elliott. 
and Ron Swanson, 70s cops. Like, that would be a great movie. Did you drop a marble you know on your desk? What was that? That was the odd noise. Is that, was that just on my end? <laughs> I, it was not me. I don't know. Strange. <laughs> anyway. So, no, I mean... Well, okay, let's let's approach it this way. What is the sexiest facial hair a man can have? Whatever Uncle Lance has. He doesn't. He has like your like your weird homeless scruff. All right, you don't have to like actually attack me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you look you were clean shaven last night. And you look really good. Uh huh. Whatever. What is that? You did though. <laughs> you can't try to compliment sandwich this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like mustaches get a bad rap. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're like ten out of ten, but I feel like they deserve more love than they get. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Every. <laughs> Every yeah, that's the vibe I get. Every guy that only has a mustache, I get the I get the pedophile vibe. I'm sorry, that's Freddie Mercury. He wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, but like he gets that vibe though. Like he might not <laughs> be, but like he, he is, it's definitely a question that arises when somebody sees him. Well, hmm. <laughs> like, oh, ten out of ten, <laughs> Groucho Marx. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, it depends on like your face shape. It would determine like what facial hair would like look best on you. Because like if you got like the like if you have a defined jawline, like no facial hair more than likely would be where you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess <laughs> I guess Doctor Phil only has a mustache, and he looks. I'd invite him in my house. He looks <laughs> stoned in that photo. Yeah, he does a little bit. Who's he gonna bring up? Like Bob Ross, Bob Ross makes like the that that beard work. Meanwhile, I don't think that Doctor Phil would look quite as well as Bob Ross does with that kind of facial hair. No, sure. but he would look that good with the afro. Oh yeah, he would. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting on the show, you know, just like slightly moving his head back and forth so he could feel it and know it's there. <laughs> <laughs> And how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, so I, I guess, what are all the different facial hair configurations? You got your mutton chops. Yeah. Uh, that's like a three for me. It's like yeah, the reverse one... goatee. What? Mutton Maybe. chops. It's a reverse goatee because it's everywhere except where the goatee is at. Mutton chops to me only really look good if you're like, if you're <laughs> like six Slut. foot three. If you're like, I was gonna say is if you're like a six foot three lumberjack. True, true. Hmm. Because then you earn the right to just be whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> who's, gonna, who's gonna say no? Nobody's gonna tell you otherwise. Like, sir, you're not allowed to bring the axe into this establishment. He has an axe. Are you gonna tell him no? <laughs> I'm not going. That, that to. man. That man goes and eats breakfast with bears every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. All right, so... I'm trying to find... 
like an image we can all base off of like should should this be a tier list episode <laughs> facial hair tier list yeah why not we almost did that last episode what about the With candy yeah wolverine facial hair that's like the mutton chops but a little extra okay with yeah i like it i well i think we like hugh jackman i don't know that it's the facial hair <laughs> <laughs> i mean he did win wider also cheese also fair <laughs> yeah, he did that's true he did <laughs> he's banned so, from the show nobody's allowed to talk about him anymore <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll give a solid four or five something like that out of what well ten. Oh. Well, yeah, no, oh, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I've not. I've never seen more than like three people pull off mutton chops, and everyone else that has, that I have seen, just just buy a razor, man. Like it's not like if you you have to have like a chubby kind of face for it or like a rounded jawline to like do stuff like that. And it's just, if you, if you don't have that, it just doesn't work. Hmm. It's a lot of facial hair. It's a lot of facial hair. Oh, good Lord. Okay. I gotta pull this up in a new tab. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't. There we go. Um, that nah, dang it. It's not bigger. So it's just oh, so every, it's just every yeah. configuration. Okay. I guess. So five o'clock shadow slash stubble. So Indiana Jones, let's say. Yeah. I'm into it. There that's we like go. that's a good six or seven. See, that would probably look good on every guy. I think so. Yeah. Like a I, solid, I like the kind of like Yeah. I like the kind of like grizzled look it gives you. Cause like it it'll As long as it doesn't like come in super patchy, like that's that's the yeah. biggest downfall for growing facial hair for everybody. I I know this problem well. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I don't have facial hair is just that, so. Yeah. But the thing is, I can grow a mustache perfectly. Outside of the only mustache, I can't do anything. <laughs> See, Gabe? We could be the mustache bros. No. <laughs> Why not? Because I used to work with the mustache bros, and everyone called them pedophiles. Well... So one of my boss <laughs> called said I look like a 1970s porn director. So I don't. It's the like, same thing. Don't, don't let that stop you. <laughs> Gotta believe in I yourself. I am going to let that stop me. I'm not gonna look like a pedo. <laughs> <laughs> one of the guys in my speech class, he has a um, he he had it like straight up Kaiser Wilhelm mustache. If you don't know who that is, Google it. There wasn't as much wing on it, but it was it was definitely that girthy. Okay. And it looks it looks good. I mean, it fit him well. And it, like every time I saw him, I'm like, man, <laughs> I need to, I want one. Yeah. See, I grew up my mustache, then I shaved it off, and that I'm gonna leave it there. Not gonna do that again. <laughs> what a saga. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I had um, it right up until I did it, and then I didn't. <laughs> There's more to that story, but I thought that'd be the funniest way to deliver it. <laughs> um, 
So, Luke, I guess... Pick out maybe three popular ones. I don't know how to do this. Give us, uh... Give us, like, a top three, maybe? Top three, okay. Let's see. Uh, corporate beard. Okay, so just, like, standard... Like my dad's beard. Just, like, a standard... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Go with that. Hang on, I'm scrolling through all of these. Um... There's a beard that they named Brett Beard. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. I don't know what what does that mean? Uh extended goatee looks okay. That one can work. That's alright. And obviously yeah. and obviously toothbrush mustache. Toothbrush toothbrush. Wait. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Wait, where is it? Toothbrush. You'll know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. I. I don't care how many times you ask. You can't look like Adolf Hitler. Gabe <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. just found it. Uh, I just found it. Yeah. It'd be nice if they alphabetized this list. <laughs> no, I don't care. Those are my top three. <laughs> hmm. I think I'm gonna go. I like a little bit thicker than the corporate beard. What is that one? Um, the corporate beard is just like it's just very well trimmed, very short, full beard. So what, like the like the full beard or? Uh, between corporate beard and full beard. Oh, I got you. Okay. So like a reed length, some would say. Reed length. Yeah. Not sure. Oh, actually, hang on. I I replace. Hang on. Um. I'm gonna work, I'm gonna put the short box beard into mine. Short. It's like the the handsome Chad kind of. They all have the same face. You gotta <laughs> you gotta narrow it down. So homie. so corporate corporate beard. Yeah. Find corporate beard down and to the two to the left. Oh, <laughs> I I'd remember what left was. Uh, short box beard. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That's like the, um, I don't know, early 2010s Latino drug cartel guy. <laughs> I thought it looked like Tony Stark, but okay. Yeah, yeah I same thing. Stark. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright, fine. It looks like Tony Stark. Um, so, Gabe, do you have a, do you have a top three? Not, not really, because different beards work for different people. Alright, so for you then. For me? Nothing. <laughs> Clean shaven? Yeah. Hmm. Because, like, my... My facial construction doesn't really work with anything that can... Like, I can't do the handlebar mustache, because that looks kind of stupid, unless you're, like, Hulk Hogan. With, <laughs> with maybe two exceptions. Or a carnival barker. Yeah. Or a Civil War reenactor. Or planning to rob a bank in the 1930s. Also true. <laughs> like, if you don't go full beard, and you can't do full, can't do full beard, and you just grow what you can. Like a mustache! <laughs> <laughs> no. And you just don't do yes. anything. No. 
Man. I'm religiously against the only mustache. Anything outside of that? Fine. Like the chin strap? There's people out there that I had the chin strap that are cool, like Abraham Lincoln. I, like, you don't, you know. The chin strap is definitely below all forms, well, not oh, all yeah, forms, like but it, most <laughs> forms of mustache. <laughs> it really is. But, you know. I, I don't know. I, I think I think neck beard is bottom of the list. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's not a beard. It's just neck hair at that point. Oh, no. Yeah, I. I th well, so talking about neck beards, let me <laughs> let me show you, show you guys this picture. Oh, oh goody. Um, like out of. Out of all the places to shave, that is the only spot that I actually have issue with shaving. And I don't know why it is. What do you mean issues? Like, I can shave everywhere on my face fine. But once it goes yeah. to the neck, that's like, that's where I start to get razor burn and such. Oh, yeah, same. Like, I don't... Yeah, neck beard. Yeah, so I've, everyone I've... at home, Google Horace Greeley. He was a newspaper man during the Civil War. And for whatever reason, I don't know, was he married... Probably not. What, who are we probably not like looking like that. He probably wasn't. I don't care if it was. I don't, I don't care if it was another time. That uh, yeah. I, if you look at some of these <laughs> pictures, it looks like he has a fur collar on yeah. his coat. Oh jeez. Yeah. So hey, that's Gabe, bottom. You, Gabe, you better be okay with uh, editing photo photos onto the video. It's of a this, podcast. This isn't going to make any sense then. I can't I feel like it, I can't do that on Spotify and Amazon Music. All right. Well, whatever. We can switch bits. All I'm going to say is I feel like mustaches get a bad rap and I may I may grow one. So there. <laughs> I've already attempted and uh I'm not doing that again. That's where I sit. Did, did somebody hurt you? Did somebody tell you you looked awful with a mustache? No, I got a lot of compliments for my mustache, but I just, I look like a pedophile, and I, I'm not into that. <laughs> you need to, you need to give yourself more self-love and appreciation. No. You're having some self-esteem issues, I think. Alright, so the main issue with that is, I, you sound like a woman. Um... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not wrong. I mean, um, yeah, what's the Ron Swanson line? There are too many women in this establishment, and that includes the men. <laughs> that includes the men, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a few things have happened since the last episode. Well, I guess oh, yeah. if you want to count it since last episode. Either way. Um... We got to go see Luke's play. Um, we did yesterday from the time of recording. Uh, I mean, yesterday became today during the time we were hanging out, so it's a little confusing. Yeah, as is the winter solstice. That doesn't make any sense, but I, I couldn't agree more. Isn't that the shortest day of the year? Hang on. Y yes, but it's like December twenty-first. It's exactly on December 21st. <laughs> Boom, I was homeschooled. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, there's Scott knowing things. Ooh, wow, <laughs> look at me. Ooh, wow. 
I makes up things. the fact that I want a mustache, apparently. <laughs> or <laughs> probably doesn't, though. It doesn't. I know. I'm Either sad. way, the uh, play was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. We we spent literal hours last night after the show talking about all the bits that we liked. And I'm the whole time I'm thinking I should have just brought microphones because we could have made that the entire bottom episode. That would have been fun. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... I don't think I really had any gripes about the play. No. So, Luke, do you, I guess best thing maybe to start is if you gave us a like a plot summary. Sure. So, okay, for uh yeah, for for listeners, for first-time listeners and for anyone who because I really haven't gone over like what the what the show really was about cuz I didn't want to like spoil it for any possible anybody who might the very slim <laughs> yeah basically the very slim venn diagram of potom listeners and people who might have gone to see this <laughs> basically Hello. the sh- uh yeah <laughs> um the play i was just in it was in i don't even know if ad is adaptation the right word uh i would, would say, say reimagining a, yeah okay a, a reimagining that like of the Frankenstein story. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like man, man makes monster monster becomes his downfall. That, that story is, mm-hmm. is it like that, that element stays the same, but like none of the events happen the same way. A lot of the science is different. Um, like the, um, the, the monster in this version of the show is not like stitched together pieces of random body parts. Um, it's a, it's a person whose mind is a, um, is being like overwritten with another person's personality basically. Right. But something goes wrong with the procedure. So both of the personalities inhabit the same body. Very, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I'd ever seen that concept before. I mean, I don't frequent that of genre so i guess that's not surprising but i thought it was interesting it was, it was an interesting take mm-hmm. um and so what is the what is the conflict other than the fact that this monster's cranky <laughs> <laughs> um so the there's kind of like it, it feels to me like each act kind of has separate different conflict Okay. The the first act is very much like obviously meeting and introducing the characters, but the first act focuses more on Victor trying to save his brother. And then the second act is the creature basically becoming aware and go I don't even want to say going on a rampage, but just like kind of determining its own purpose is kind of and what's... seeking revenge and seeking revenge. Yeah. yeah. So Victor, he's the oldest brother of the Frankenstein family, and he is uh, in both in the book and in this play. I guess he's obsessed yeah. with um, what's his motivation? He he wants to create a a. He wants to rearrange the brain in such a way where the, a person only experiences continual happiness. 
In in the book, his purpose is basically to like cure death. I don't know what that means. Like you become immortal. So it's so he he creates the monster as like an initial attempt to like restore life to something that was dead with the and with the eventual goal being to he oh man I'm bad at I'm bad at explaining things <laughs> um he basically wants to bring people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Is his is his eventual goal in the book? In in the show, the the play, yeah. The the device that he makes, uh, the Prometheus device, it's kind of like a a mind mapping, um, invention. But he also has the ability to like program program memories for a person to like relive over and over again happy memories uh, yeah it, it, it's in with the intention of it being happy memories but as is pointed out in like the first scene you could just as easily do the same thing with traumatic memories and like nightmares mm-hmm. and so victor um, is he's working on all this his uh he his what his work gets shut down um, by whoever he's working for, and this is all like that frustration is exacerbated by the fact that um, his younger brother Will, who Luke plays, is headed off to school, and Victor won't see him again. I guess. Pretty much, yeah. He's. He, well, also, there's the detail. Yeah, so Will Will is going to be going off to to university, um, but also there's the fact that before the show starts, Will's twin brother, who I also played, uh, committed suicide, mm-hmm. and Victor is kind of haunted by the kind of guilt. <laughs> What what is that? Is someone's mic no like idea. unplugging? Like what is what is that noise? Is it showing up on anyone's recording? It is. I have no clue. I heard it too. It's really that is weird. Okay, I'm sorry. Anyway, um but the the attempt the the desire to stop anything like what happened to the twin from happening to anybody else, including Will, is what really drives Victor's motivation. Is he's basically mm-hmm. trying to prevent another suicide? Suicide in the, in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so describe your big scene, Luke. The the I guess. The, the the longest one that you're in yeah get, the 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 one where you're drunk yeah so will goes out kind of in celeb- celebrating that he's been accepted to this prestigious university with his, with his best friend uh justin um however one of the other hiccups 
involved is that Will does not just see Justin as a friend. Will actually has romantic feelings for him mm-hmm. and ends up confessing that um, tries to make a move while drunk and then that gets shut down basically. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of like is is stumbling around and then ends up ends up finding this this motorcycle in the alley where they're where they're hanging out and he starts he starts messing with it. Uh this bike belongs to a large hulking uh thug of a man named Felix DeLacy <laughs> who it is established does not particularly like physical contact and in fact becomes violent when anyone other than his girlfriend touches him. So he comes out and sees Will kind of messing with the bike or whatever and he he confronts them. He start he starts getting like like threatening and Will just goes on this this long drunken tirade. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> it's all it was a lot of fun to say. It was is um about just like yeah, my my brother's dead. He but it but 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 there were two of me, so you'd be scared if he showed up and <laughs> just goes on the yeah whole thing. I, I don't know. I never fa- got a time on how long that scene actually go or how long that monologue goes on for. It's yeah, probably know. at least like six or seven minutes. Yeah, I, was I wouldn't say be surprised. Like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, but at one, at at one point, Justin's trying to like drag Will away and Will's just not having it. Will is, Will's like determined to just be ridiculous and he ends up touching Felix, which causes a brutal beatdown to occur that results in Will basically being killed. He becomes a vegetable. He's very much a, yeah, he's like, he has no full cognitive function. Mm-hmm. And so, Victor finds out about this, because, like, they, they have, he's, the, the scene after I get, like, brutalized is in the hospital where, where he's been taken and where he's been operated on and they've done everything that they can. And Victor finds out who who beat him and you don't find this out until like one of the last scenes of the show, but he then orchestrates and puts events in motion that lead to DeLacy being brutalized himself while in prison, brought to the same hospital as will. And then Victor basically steals both of the bodies. Right. With his, with his friend's help. Um, and then basically plans to take Will's, Will's mind and replace DeLacy's personality with Will's. In DeLacy's body. In DeLacy's body. So Will would basically exist in the body of the man that killed him. All the while, in addition, which would be horrific enough alone. (laughs) But what Victor also plans to do is keep Felix's mind awake and sentient inside but not be able to control every anything. 
Right. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Victor is a psychopath in this show. Well, I mean, a little bit. I mean, a guy's got to. A guy's got to do what he's got to do, as we yeah. find out later. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, they plan. That that's what he attempts to do, and he starts the process. And in the middle of it, lightning strikes, and it interrupts the process. So something goes wrong. The monster wakes up, or Felix, yeah, I guess, I guess calling it the monster is probably the best right. The best way to, to, to go about addressing him at this point. So it wakes up and escapes the lab. Mm-hmm. And the, the next scene is, is quite good, the guy who played the monster. Oh yeah, Ryan, Ryan killed that. Yeah, he, uh, he's basically an inarticulate, bloody mass of flesh <laughs> just st- struggling on both sides of the the stage on one side he's he's will and trying to reconcile that and understand that he's in a new body then on the other side of the stage he's uh felix who did not get repressed like victor hoped and in fact felix and will are battling for the same uh cognitive space and then he just like he goes on a at this point, he goes on the revenge rampage, right? Well, first thing he does is visit his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Which really doesn't come of anything. Basically, all that happens there is Will... Will basically tells her that Felix loves her, which Felix doesn't like for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then basically Felix Felix tells his girlfriend, yeah, as far as you're concerned, I'm dead. And then just leaves. And then for extra shock, you find out she's pregnant, which is never mentioned again in the rest of the show. She's what? What? Oh, did oh, you miss that part? She yeah. did said we. Yeah, don't leave us. Leave us. Oh, so see, oh. whenever I heard that line... I I was thinking, oh, did somebody perform this experience experiment on her too? Oh <laughs> no, no, she's no, <laughs> no, she's pregnant. Okay, oh. that 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 changes a, a a little bit. I'm glad that he didn't kill the pregnant lady as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and so basically, the monster just goes on a rampage, killing the people that you've gotten to know over the play. He kills the a counselor. He kills uh, Felix. Kills his family. No, Will um, kills Felix's family. Well, whatever. That's the important. The, the that's monster. The, no, it's important. I feel it, like that's I an know. important distinction. Okay, so yeah, but whatever. The monster kills the in the, Will in the, living through the monster kills. Felix's yeah. family. In in the order that the, the the second act plays out, the Felix side of the monster only kills one person. Right, Justin. The Yeah. The guy, the guy that, that Will, Will had feelings for. Right. Um and then so he does all this and this leads up to 
the I guess the climax where the monster confronts Victor. Now all this time the monster has become just by I guess process of the experiment he's become more and more intelligent and articulate and so by the time he reaches Victor he is you know <laughs> he has the diction of a college professor um but and, and like he's, and the brawn of Felix still he's basically he's he's literally in every possible sense an amalgamation of the two personalities right cuz Will was super intelligent Will was intelligent, Felix was brutal, but like even to the point where like throughout a, throughout a lot of the the second act, you have instances of like Felix and Will talking to each other. Like they're both two it's clear it's two minds in one body. Mm-hmm. By the time the second by the time you hit the last two scenes, it's not like it's one person. Mm. Right, cuz part of the uh, theme of one one question in the, the play is if you if you fuse two things together like that, um, do you have two? Th- how how did he say? It? Is are there two separate things just together now, or have you created something new? Basically, have you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? Please explain that because I did not do it well. <laughs> it's a Greek. It's a Greek philosophy. It uh. It there's an actual thing. I know Wandavision made this a meme. For a while, because it was like, yeah, the the, the, the visions, whatever, ship of Theseus, and then Distractable has also the podcast with that Markiplier does with his two friends Bob and Wade. They've made it a meme as well. But the the ship of Theseus actual thought experiment from ancient Greece. It's basically if you have a ship and you over time replace all the parts with new parts, but still call it the sh- the same ship. Is it actually the same ship that it was before, or has it become an entirely new thing? Mm-hmm. And so that's the question, I guess, that the the show poses about the monster. And the answer is that, at least according to the play, is that the monster is a new thing. Um. So yeah, do you want to? Let's, let's maybe let's wrap this up. Do you want to describe the climax and then the the after scene? So basically, um, yeah, the monster breaks into the laboratory where Will's body is being held. He kills Victor's best friend, uh, and then he forces Victor into the Prometheus machine and basically forces him to relive his own like worst experiences, mm-hmm. like forever. And the the final scene is basically him presenting the the the, the Prometheus machine as like his own invention, mm-hmm. while being kind of grilled by this detective who's been showing up throughout the course of the show. Mm-hmm. It's it's an ending, but it's also kind of open ended, is how I would just des- describe it. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's it's definitely the end of Victor's story, but it's not necessarily the end of that story. True. Yeah, I mean it. It that that's a good way to put it because Victor's story ends by like he the, the very technology that he was trying to 
to create gets used against him in the most heinous way possible. Right. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, it's, it was a downer for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I, the first words I wanted to come out of my mouth when it ended was like, I wish I smoked. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Though in defense, the name of the show is literally Miserable Creatures. Yeah, yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Luke did a very, very good job. Thank uh, you. you know, the the comedy was definitely there, and Luke was able to bring that out really well in the in the drunk scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I think all the cast They're... members did a great job. They did, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, while all this is happening, Gabe... Like, I try to mind my own business, mostly, when I'm in a play. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, on the other hand, (laughs) I add to the experience. (laughs) Gabe gets to be the devil on my shoulder while I'm trying to watch the play. So there was one, like, audio transition. Like, it was, I forget which scene it was, but it was really intense. And I'm like... I was I was really getting into the scene, <laughs> and the the transition music that they were playing while they changed sets was it was very uh, like electronic and like oh, grindy sound. No, not that one. No, it was a different one, and you'll know which one as soon as <laughs> probably. I'll see. I'll see. And, um, and Gabe just says he like whispers to me while there's people all around us. <gasps> Megatron is outside. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> if we were surrounded by like people that were not like forty-five, maybe whatever, like maybe actual people our age, like I would have let out a lot more comments. But I'm, I'm the whole time I'm thinking, I have so many things I want to say that Scott will laugh at, but I can't say it because I'll ruin the show for her. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. But there were a couple that I let slip out because, you know. Right. And that seems to be the trend of what happens when we go to see movies. Because I remember we, <laughs> we we went to see Incredibles 2, which was not a good movie. But Hey, it was a great movie. What are you talking about? It, was, it, was, it wasn't. No. I mean, it was good because of Gabe's commentary. And I, I don't know. Thank you. I, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. If, if I could save a movie like that with my, <laughs> with my comedy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a fun time because the... Whatever, the the one train conductor gets hypnotized, whatever, he's a security guard or something. Uh, <laughs> he's looking he's looking at the screen and like his eyes are all like phased out or whatever and Yeah. In this quiet dark theater you just hear Gabe's voice going oh, Minecraft <laughs> <laughs> As if the, the guard was hypnotized by playing Minecraft. Yeah. Anyway. You know, you know the joke's good whenever somebody brings it up, to it like ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah. See, um, yeah, go ahead. Movies are only as fun as the people that you watch them with. Aww. I am the greatest. <laughs> well. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, okay. all right. Well, you're allowed to be wrong. 
Yeah. So, so this play, I mean, it's probably it's the most upsetting one I ever watched. Not just thematically, but also the things that happen. <laughs> I mean, do you want to explain the scene with the father, Luke? Oh, okay. Like, like, whatever. That <clears throat> dude's discretion. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Okay. Yeah, so, that was, that okay. Was a wild scene. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) There's a point where you meet uh, Felix's father and and sister. And the point of that scene, at least as far as I can tell, is basically supposed to be to explain why Felix is the way he is. Mm -hmm. Like, why he doesn't like to be touched, why he's, like, so violent and so angry, why he kind of feels like he has this vendetta against the world and it's because his father was just the worst i mean there's others probably worse (laughs) Uh, that was a joke uh, (laughs) and that was a reference to the show uh no but he's first you the first thing you find out is that he's uh he's a drunk Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, if you got kids, don't do that. Uh, then you find out he's he's verbally, and you can pretty figure out pretty quickly, probably physically abusive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get, uh, oh, then, then he's uh, openly and verbally racist. <laughs> yeah. About um, Felix's girlfriend. And, y- yes. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I'm I'm trying to think how much to elaborate there, but uh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, then you get the flashback. There, there is a scene where you kind of see, you see the a memory that Felix has. Uh, which I said I I put it this way: the drunk monologue was my favorite scene to to say. Like that mm-hmm. was all my favorite lines. The scene, because Will shows up as, like, a physical embodiment of himself in the memory. Right. Like, not interacting and, like, or changing anything. He's just there witnessing. Just a viewer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a surrogate audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my favorite scene to, to act. Okay. Because the things that you have to, that, the things that he and by extension, the audience have to watch in that scene are horrific. It's, it's Monopoly Night with Uncle. <laughs> Except, you know, without the Monopoly, instead of Uncle, it's it's Felix's dad in, uh, yeah. <laughs> Keep talking. So, like, I, I really, I, I, I liked how that scene was set up. With with Fe- or Felix and William in like the same room, but William, you know, just the just the the amalgamation of it because this is like the first time we've seen them together as like a personality, mm-hmm. like experiencing one thing. So having like a representation of the Williams like perspective, and then also one of the, of Felix's character helps out helps the aid of understanding. That both these people are now going to have to figure out a way to coexist 
and like right. work together to to vessel this this machine. Right. And in that memory, you find out that not only was the father verbally and physically abusive, but you know that physical abuse went as far as uh, raping young Felix, mm-hmm. which was it's. As I said, it's the most upsetting play <laughs> yeah. I've ever watched. Um, so, what was why did you enjoy uh, performing that one the most? Because it's the it's an instance where I had to portray like multiple emotions going on at once. Like I had I had to simultaneously. Well, I had to start out looking kind of like sympathetic to Felix but then have that turn into fear of what was happening disgust of what was happening and just full-on just rage yeah and just portraying all of that at once was something I've never like had to do in something before and I loved the opportunity okay yeah it's uh it's impactful, <laughs> the whole, <laughs> that scene. Um, yeah. So, yeah. what else was that? That was that was like the big, um, upsetting bit. I mean, there's some there's some pretty gruesome deaths throughout as well. Like the monster pulls out Justin's heart. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what? All right. Well, Let's let's get a list of all the things he pulls out of people's bodies. <laughs> it starts with a tongue. With Wait, whose tongue was it? One of the security guards. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulls out the tongue, then the heart, and then the jaw. Yeah, he pulls off a oh, jaw. Yeah. Um, and then he just kills the counselor he just by snapping her, her back. back. Yeah. And yeah. He also Which, pulls off uh, that shirtless look, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm really impressed with the, the sound people, because oh, yeah. be, that had to be so perfectly timed, I'm just now realizing. Yeah. Like, putting the crack right in the right place. Yeah. Very, very well done. So anyway, what are your thoughts, Gabe? I don't, know, I, I don't have any gripes with the play. Like every, I could, all the parallels it drew, drew to Frankenstein really, really buttered my biscuit, as the kids say. They don't say that, but I like to think they do. Um, oh. and yeah, I don't, I don't really have any. We we kind of hit all the bases already. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. I I was at, I mean, just because it was in Pittsburgh, I kind of expected the theater to be a bit bigger but it's there might be less seats in that one than there is in the little butler little theater this is true i'm not sure i never got an official count yeah i don't know it, either it, it's very much less <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 closer than you think it is but it's 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 still a few less i think it is um, less yeah just because there's a, there's as, as many rows but it's not anywhere near as wide yeah width definitely yeah Right. Yeah. So the auditorium felt like a small church converted into a theater. That's the kind of vibe it's, I got from it. It's possible. Like yeah, you, it's you, very possible. You walk in and you have like the little reception area. 
and then you go farther in, and there's the auditorium. That's that's really the whole building. Um, mm-hmm. I think there were ten rows. There's one aisle going down the middle, ten rows. Each row had four chairs on the right and the left. And that was that was the whole auditorium. Mm-hmm. I thought the I thought the the stuff on the left had more seats per row than the right. I thought I thought both sides were four. I could be wrong though. There was one less row on the right no, side were, for a there fire were exit. More than, there were more than four. No, it was, was like there? five. Okay. It was five on the left, yeah. Okay, five on the left, four on the right. So are we yeah, talking stage left or house left? House left. <laughs> house left. House left, okay. There might have been six, now that I'm thinking about it. Either way, there, there was... Meanwhile, in the Butler Theater, there's like, I think, what is it? 13 rows? God, dude. <laughs> 13 rows, no idea. like 30 chairs wide. Like, the depth is... It's it, it's it's much more. So, Probably. Yeah. Probably. And then the Zillianople Theater is just... There's two balconies, so that's all you really need to know there. <laughs> or not two balconies. Yeah. There's two levels of seating. But yeah. I would have enjoyed it if we didn't have to wear masks that you literally couldn't breathe out of. Um, I kind of ruined the first act for me because I committed to it. And uh, man, did I get a severe case of claustrophobia in that room with the mask on. Yeah, throughout all of COVID, I did not have... I had a cloth mask. I did not have the ones you were, I guess, supposed to wear. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So, I was not not used to that at all. Yeah, the masks were thick enough that you could probably... If there was a shooting, your mouth would be fine. Um, <laughs> like, it was it was brutally oh. thick. Yeah. I still have it because I want to test things with that. Um, yeah, it was... It was they, were, they were definitely quote-unquote medical grade, even though I think medical grade, you can still, like, breathe through a little bit. Like these, yeah. this stopped all oxygen in and out of that mask. <laughs> it really did. So it's whatever came in through the sides is what you're breathing. Um, yeah. Outside of that, like it was everything was enjoyable. Like I enjoyed, I enjoyed the small like auditorium because that you know you didn't have to worry about hitting all the angles from the stage. Hmm. So you could like direct more what happens and like you don't have to worry about like are they going to see the blood splatter from the entire other side of the building or not. You just gotta right. worry about the the tunnel vision right in front of you. Exactly, that's a good point. So, like, I enjoy like theaters like that because it gives you know the people on the stage a little bit more you know creative liberty in knowing what will show up and what won't. Hmm. But you know, that's my two cents. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the the entire stage was probably smaller than a lot of movie screens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. So yeah, it's it's really really dials in what you're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to like think up a square footage for like the entire stage, but I can't. <laughs> I I literally can't. Yeah. Cause like it's it's hard to explain like the depth of it. It feels like it's like forty foot wide, maybe forty five. Right. And it's as as deep as it is wide, much like that that song that you learned in Sunday school that one time. <laughs> Yeah. So, so Gabe, do you want to tell us about Byron? 
Byron's awesome. He's the first yeah. person I met whenever we went there, and he's the last person we saw when we left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, uh, we, so me and Scott, we get there, and uh, on the on the on the email they send you out whenever you buy the ticket, it says masks required, and it gives you like a list of the details, like no cloth ones, no balaclavas, blah blah blah. Has to be medical grade X Y Z with this certification to it. So I read it and I was going to pretend like I didn't read it when we got there and just not wear a mask. But uh, so me and Scott get there. We walk up to the front door and on the left door that's open, it says masks required. And I wasn't I was just going to I was completely on board to just say we never saw it. But Scott stops, reads it for five minutes. People see us read it. And now I'm like, we got to commit to this now. So we go back towards the car like maybe we can find some somewhere in Scott's car. Um, but before we even get back, Scott like pulls out his phone. And we call Luke. Like Luke, this says we need masks. What are we? What do we do? And so Luke essentially goes, "We'll just go inside. Byron's got some masks." Yeah, Byron. So we go inside, and we're like, "We're looking for Byron." <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. I don't know if you heard me say that, Scott, or not. But I said it's like two or three people while we were watching. Oh, did in. you? I'm like, "Hey, uh, you know where Byron's at? We're looking for Byron." You know where Byron's at? And so, like, I, I stopped looking for Byron, and I start looking for the for the masks, because I assume they're synonymous with each other. <laughs> and they were! So we find the mask, and I'm like, oh, there's Byron, just like Luke told us he'd be here, like, there. <laughs> there's this, this man, I don't know, like, late 20s, early 30s? Yeah, that's about, yeah. I, I think so. Um, like, full security guard uniform. Like, oh, didn't know this like theater needed security. Okay, I'm not used to that, but it is Pittsburgh, I guess. And he's like, he has a mask on, and all you see is like these eyes, kind of like glaring out, <laughs> glaring out from a, under his brow, as we like tentatively approach. I'm like, Byron doesn't seem friendly. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I I felt like he was my friend from the start. You didn't. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he played the security guard before, during, and after the play. Like yes, that was the twist. We thought he was an actual security guard. Yeah, yeah. no, he was just an actor. <laughs> that wasn't <laughs> even his real. That's not even his real name. That was the character name. Which is wild. <laughs> I, I don't care what his real name is. I'm sorry if he's listening to this, but you're, he, his name's Byron Amino because that's a fun name to say. It's Byron. Yeah. It's like Brian, but cooler. <laughs> cooler it's Brian. Brian Brian part two yeah Byron. but like when I said I said words to him he just like didn't respond at all like he's just he simply was there and that was the end of it <laughs> and we took our masks and then we're like all right so now what do we do <laughs> <laughs> so we found a lady we, we scanned in our QR code that they gave us to like get into the show and we walked in and then we we sat there for a bit and then, then the play happened, and we walked out, and then we talked a little bit with Luke, and then, and then we said, "All right, well, I, we, let's go to Sheets, and then we'll we'll talk more." Sheets, if you're not from like Western PA in Ohio, it's like a gas station. It's like think of Sonic. It's it Sonic's is exactly what Sheets is, except that Sheets is better in every way, every conceivable way, literally like, every conceivable way. Yeah. Never been to Sonic's though, but whatever. <laughs> It's, just, it's gas station, Subway, and McDonald's, kind of like mushed together. 
huh. except that it's better than all three of right. those things together. Um, <laughs> either way, uh, so we agreed to like just meet up at Sheets and talk because we stood outside that theater for probably like close to thirty minutes. And Maybe. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Scott, but I don't want to take up all of Luke's time whenever he could be talking to other fans instead of the same two people he talks to every week. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, I I was looking for an out route. So, like, we found it. We started going back to Scott's car to, like, go to Sheets. And uh, on the way back, I I don't remember. How did the conversation go? Like, how did it start? Basically what we just said. Like, Byron is is a way better Brian, I think. Yeah. I wish I I got a hug from Byron before we left. You're like, wow, Byron's so cool. I was just kind of gushing over Byron. Man, he's so handsome. And uh, lo and behold, he was walking behind us, like, a foot away. <laughs> Maybe, like, a half car length away. In people well, if it metrics. makes you feel any better, he didn't hear you. What? I, I asked him I asked him today when we were striking set. He, he didn't hear any of it. Man, that, I should have said it louder. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really should have. It would have made he, this, he said, this so much funnier. <laughs> he's, he said exactly, he heard someone say Byron, but he couldn't <laughs> tell what what else (laughs) (laughs) so at this point it really just is his name Uh, yeah because he responds to it (laughs) yeah I mean in the moment I was incredibly embarrassed because like he didn't react and I was positive he heard us so I'm like walking faster (laughs) (laughs) I was ready to double down on it like I was I was fully prepared from the get go to go on this adventure but uh, it never had to happen, so like it's fine. Yeah, didn't matter. Whatever. Gabe and I really wanted to play minor cheese with Byron. Really did. Not gonna lie. We, we did. Yeah. Oh well, maybe. Maybe next time. Maybe some other time. Um. So do you want to? I don't know. Is it worth explaining what Byron's bit in the play was that was funny? Luke. Oh, uh, we can. So. So in the in the uh, the first well it's the second scene of the show but the the scene where you're introduced to to Will and and Justin, um, out of seemingly, well J- Justin goes on this this thing uh, about where he's like yeah the security in this place is awful there's just one guy downstairs and he just sits da- he just sits around all day waxing poetic <laughs> at, at everybody. Yeah. And then, like, later on, the scene goes on, Will and Victor have, like, a heart-to-heart, and then Justin and Will get ready to leave, and seemingly out of nowhere, Justin just says this, like, piece of poetry, and then uh, attributes it to Byron. Byron. <laughs> Byron. That's how we all said it, because, like, uh, he and I say it together, and it's like, what do you mean, Who, who's Byron? He's like, Byron, he's the, he's your security bard. which i i I do like that line i forgot about that line but i do remember it now so that's Um, why at the beginning of this episode when the poem ends (laughs) byron (laughs) full circle yeah full circle yeah so did we cover all the bases for the play Feel like we did. Get all the all the holes filled in. Yeah. See, the more we were at like the aftermath of the play, the more I realized doing a wine or cheese segment. 
out on the street would require uh -huh. a few things. <laughs> yeah. Such as? Well, like, I feel like... All right, so I, I, this was going to be a real, like, segment... But now I just want to segue into Winer Cheese, and I'm I'm debating. Oh, I thought I like, thought you were. Yeah, so <laughs> so like, I genuinely thought you were going. I thought you were going to go like you. You would need a couple of things. For example, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you would need to walk up to somebody and you need to say, "Hey, would you like this bottle of wine or some cheese?" And then they no, would have like, to say, "No, but like really, like I I would probably like I." What I would want to have to and do stuff like that. And then they would have to say. <laughs> wine. <laughs> okay, so you get a bottle of wine. You're in the woods. You have a oh, bottle no. of wine. <laughs> no, I'm not actually going to try. I don't have anything. I have nothing planned. I was I'm very afraid. <laughs> I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to take Gabe's throne. <laughs> uh, like torture chamber. But like, if I'm going to do it on the street, I need to have, like, I need to make them feel that it's structured enough that they can win. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I'll probably need um, two, a few things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> For an example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you know what you would need to do? Because you would also need to maintain the bear thing. You would have to have one of us be staged. Go Come on. in and, like, play it with them. But only like one of only like either Scott or I gets eaten by the bear. The the guest wins. No, no, uh, you don't win minor cheese. What do you mean? Yeah, people what? don't win minor cheese. No. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Okay. <laughs> if you win, you get banned. Do you really want this? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're never gonna see them again. It doesn't matter if they get banned. What yeah, if we get a date out of it? <laughs> that'd be weird. That'd, that'd be strange. That'd be very weird. You want to go out to McDonald's and play wine or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> like, if I had a clipboard with, like, a lot of paper on it, mm -hmm. with, like, a, with, like, vague words on it, so, like, if people read it, like, they'll, they'll realize, like, oh, it says something, but really it doesn't. Because, like, we, we could take the same people, we could just have this one plot line and take everybody through it, and nobody would know about it. Because everyone, not everybody would see each other play the game. Right. So I could just take our original Winer Cheese Adventure, the first one. First one? And like flesh it out a little bit, because that, that was a quick one. What counts as the first one? The one where you're in the woods, you pick Winer Cheese. Uh, if you pick cheese, you end up at the bottom of the river with the sea otters and whatever. <laughs> okay. I forgot. Oh, I, I vaguely remember this. I don't. I remember sea otters at one point being a thing. Yeah, like because there was so much cheese in your pockets, it was weighing you down in the river because you were being yeah. chased by the bears. So you had one option and jump in the river. Um, I don't remember how you die specifically in that one, but I'm pretty sure it's the bears or you drown. Hmm. And then if you pick wine, um, you go into a cave and a bear's in there. You know, hungry bear. <laughs> yeah. The rest so that's, is history. That, that's the two endings to the original Winer Cheese. Um, so we could just take people through that because I mean, you're, if you're going to go up on somebody on the street, you could just start off with like, uh, "Oh, we're doing a questionnaire. Uh, can we have like five minutes of your time to answer a few simple questions?" It's just, it's just quick, like, "Would you rather?" questions. Um, 
because like that that right off the riff it tells you exactly what you need to need to know like so if you're presented the option between wine or cheese which one would you be more inclined to pick like just just go off like with with that and then throw them waist deep into a wine or cheese segment because <laughs> <laughs> now they're already invested because they have answer one on the board um yeah. and then you just go from there i feel like it's very doable couldn't agree more like that's all I could think about while we were in like the aftermath of the play. I want to play mm-hmm. water cheese with some of these people. I'd be interested to see how they handled death. Because <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> like that, as soon as they die, like they'll they'll probably try to like no 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 let me go back and that's whenever you walk away and start with somebody else. <laughs> play hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Make them want the wine and cheese. You know, <laughs> that's, that's really the end goal here. But, um, yeah. But I feel like a few more things that I would need to <laughs> to enact such a thing. Mm-hmm. Two things by name. One starts with chut, ends with ease. The other one starts with woo, ends with ein. Yeah. All right, I'm trying, to, th- I'm trying to think. Do I want to pick up the last where you quote-unquote died? Or do we want to talk about the uh, the topic idea we had before the the show? Uh, we're at an hour. We're at an hour twelve for this one. I feel like that can just be the next episode. All right. I agree. Yeah, let's let's try and keep it to somewhere around ninety minutes. Oh, okay. Our most popular episode is two hours and a half. Whatever. <laughs> well, let's, let's be honest. It's probably well. I guess the candy part was good. I mean, wine or cheese did span like one. Third an hour yeah of that show <laughs> either way right um uh, I, I love one of the reasons i love going back not, not to interrupt but i love going back and and listening to the bit where scott panics when he figures out i'm a care bear <laughs> is <laughs> is is then is when gabe follows it up with well now that everyone knows how the story's going to end and no one could possibly have predicted how that <laughs> went down oh yeah exactly true. like i i i i I was I had every intention of ending that that winer cheese that way until I said those words, and now I'm thinking now I can't do it because everyone's expecting <laughs> it. I gotta throw a curveball somewhere in this. <laughs> um. But yeah. So where did we end last segment? I, I kind of want to see how this goes. Um. Um. So I was I stabbed my. My own neck oh, yeah. <laughs> with a butter knife after rolling a one, trying to stab da- Dave, Dave, the the nerdy guy, and uh, we we left our hero or not so hero. We left Scott. Hero. Yeah, it, it was me. I was on the floor, bleeding profusely, <laughs> as Dave Dave's voice <laughs> echoed in my blacking out cognition. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna burn the place down. I'm gonna end everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So, you wake up in a a medical ward. It it's just there's a curtain around you. You're in you're in a hospital bed with like IVs, not IVs. What's the little like electrodes they put on your on your like forearms and chest to like read your vitals? Aren't they just called electrodes? They might just be. So you got electrodes on your body. You're shirtless. Um, oh. 
Um, you know, you got you got the stab wound that's kind of like been sutured on your neck. You got your your left palm that's been bandaged, you know, considerably. And um, mm-hmm. you know, things could be worse. You could have you could have died. Uh, Dave could have exacted his revenge on you earlier. <laughs> yeah, but um. You know, here you are. You're you're still whining. You're still cheesing. Um, <laughs> I should have kept a running tally of what your inventory was. I have n- you have nothing on you. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I'm in a bathrobe. Well, I was. I, they yeah. probably took everything once they got in the hospital. Yeah, go on. Um, but yeah. So there you are. You hear the beeping of the monitor. Um, there's a few buttons on the side of the bed that you could toy with if you feel like it. But uh, other than that, that's that's where you're at right now. So uh, what would you what would you do in this situation? Well, are there any windows? No. Well, you, I mean, you really can't see like the the curtain like wraps around your bed entirely. Well, I would be able to see daylight, right? I mean, it's like it's like one of those the, the medical curtains. Like you can't really see through it. There's like the little like stitching at the top, but like. So it goes the whole way to the ceiling. Yeah. Well, that's where it hangs from. The curtain. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the the curtain that they pull out. I've seen those and I've seen some that are like on a rack. No, I'm talking about like the ones that have like the the guide rails on the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um. Uh. Well. I am a I am a hearty individual, so I I feel as though <laughs> oh, I have yes. the, the the strength to stand uh, even now. Okay. So I uh, I I try to I swing my legs out over the bed and attempt to stand up. Eh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how you just automatically assume it's a bad roll. Of course, it's gonna be a bad roll. It's me. <laughs> horrible. I mean, you, right, so you stand up. Your legs are a little wobbly. Um, okay, my knees are shaky. Yeah, <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So you stand up. Um. Do you walk away? Yeah. Are so you- I uh, I pull the curtain back, and uh, I. What was that roll for? Am I? <laughs> Would I not be able to open a curtain? <laughs> You open the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what a nat 20 does on a curtain open, but like, you open the curtain. <laughs> you right, open the curtain and a portal to another dimension opens in front of you. <laughs> you open the curtain and you see another man in a bed. There, we'll go with this route. Is he awake? Yes. Okay, so I say, um, Hey! Can you, uh, uh, can you find me some clothes? Because my throat was stabbed. And Luke says, What do you freaking mean? What can I help you with? What do you mean? Can I find you some clothes? There before you lies an Irishman. I'm in a blind. I'm in a, I'm in a, excuse me? Scotsman. <laughs> I, I love how upset you are so in character. <laughs> excuse, excuse me so there before you lies a scotsman with a peg leg but instead of a peg leg it's it's a machine gun 
<laughs> oh no. I don't. Well, all right. I'm laying um, here with my bloody amulus leg on my leg on my bed. <laughs> in a gown that lets my that lets my wheel a rear end hang out from behind. You think I got clothes on me? Wow, you're really intense, aren't you? <laughs> um uh <laughs> I don't know I don't know how to respond to this. Uh um what what brings you here? Wow. I'm sorry, I, I passed out there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the story was so boring. <laughs> I, know. I was on my I was on my way back from patrol, but I ended up stepping into one of the beard traps around the perimeter of the compound. They had to bring me in here and amputate my leg and put this gun on instead. Bear traps, huh? <laughs> oh like yeah, that. you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I like that you already gave it up on the voice. <laughs> no, that's me saying it. Um. Well, what else do you think could take a man's leg clean off in one fail swoop? Laryngitis? I don't know. <laughs> it's all laryngitis and an affliction of the leg. You freaking voice in my head. I don't know, man. I'm just an amalgamation <laughs> of the narrator. Just calm down, dude. <laughs> All right. Um. Um. I don't. I what are to, you I, in for? I need to try to figure out what Luke's motivation is to see if he'll he'll help me. Um. Um. Hmm. 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 Uh, Holding it uh, to assume I've thought that far ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> You'll find out later. <laughs> I, I said bold. Test tube. I, I said bold of you to assume I've thought that far ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, What's uh, Scottish? Uh, um, uh, I'm not going to well, be able to maintain that voice for much longer. My dad's going to be coming up in like half an hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, um. All right. Well, so I think to myself. Uh, this this man, he is a dapper, uh, strapping uh, old fellow who, oh, who would come in handy in a, in a tight spot. So um, I could really I could really use his help as I tried to escape this this building that I'm not really sure why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the Scotsman just gets up, like stares at you. Um. Um, um. <laughs> Immediately, all that confidence went somewhere else. Because you have no uh, idea what what I just rolled. What did you roll? I'm not going to tell you. It's part of the Why story. Why not? So, so there stands the Scotsman before you. Um, you guys are both close enough to both your beds that your IVs or whatever, the, the electrodes are still attached. Scott, you mm -hmm. still have no idea what you're wearing, and you're standing outside of your bed. That's okay. You, you could be fully nude in front of this man. We're all friends here. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, uh, hey, I was wondering if you could, um, give me some, give me some help as I try to get out of here. I don't even, I don't belong in this building. I don't know why I'm here. I need your help. 
Do any of us really know why we're here? I mean, when you really think about it from a cosmic perspective, we're all just temporary specks floating around in an infinite cosmos, constantly expanding into a vast emptiness of nothing. So really, what are we doing here? All right, well, Alberta Camus notwithstanding, can you get me out of here, please? What is out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Why do you want to get out of here? Why? I'm in a hospital. No, no, let me stay. Hey, <laughs> this place has full on. This full on. This place has full health coverage. No, oh, does it? <laughs> they replaced my freaking leg with a machine gun. Yeah, I'd call that pretty good benefits. <laughs> so what are you saying? You're saying I should stay here? Well, I'm saying you should maybe like. <laughs> I mean, consider the employment market. Uh, He brings up a good good fact, Scott. He does, so I push the nurse button. A nurse just like... You know how like on certain stages, like there's that that drop away platform? Like people can like raise up through... She like elevators her way into the room is what I'm trying to say. Okay. So there there before you stands, stands a nurse. Like, so I go, hey, can you replace my throat with, like, a gun? <laughs> Just like this man's leg was replaced replace. with a gun. Uh, that's a bit of a missed opportunity there. If it's your throat, I'd have replaced it with a cuckoo clock. <laughs> replace? Why? Well, that'd be funny. You know, every other hour you got a little wooden bird coming out of your throat like, cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. I thought it was funny. <laughs> with a machine gun. I don't I don't think it's logistically possible. Where would the Is barrel this the go? nurse talking? No, it's just like me talking. Like the, <laughs> well, the, nurse, I mean, the nurse agrees with me, but I I don't want to do a girl voice. <laughs> I, I mean a snub nose pistol would fit in like a throat. Yeah, but like you're f- fine as is. Am I? I guess yeah. I am talking, aren't I? Yeah, I have no idea where I am. I am floundering here. <laughs> I have no idea where to go. Um, 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 all right, so I head for the door and see if I see if uh, the Scotsman follows me. Pull it, pull it. Listen, listen. The man's delirious. Just get him a few cough drops. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. She throws two Xanax at you. I'm not entirely sure what they do. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as you start walking out, you know, there's just a few more curtains with like various people with like their, their uniforms hanged up beside the bed on your way back to the door. Um, you get to the door. That's whenever the Scotsman and the nurse do, they, they have that conversation. And so you turn around, the Xanax are thrown to you. You catch them, you put it in your pocket and, uh, yeah, you, you make your way. Do you want to make your way out into the hallway? I think I do. <laughs> okay, so you make your way out into the hallway. Yeah. Um, start walking down the hallway. Don't really see anybody. You see a sign that says floor 13. Oh. And uh, an elevator. Is there an, an out of how many floors, or does it not say? No, it just says floor 13. Okay. 
Yeah, so you, uh, there's an elevator. You can continue down the hallway. Um, what do you want to do? Well, I mean, what is, where does the hall lead to the other way? I mean, you'll, you'll have to find out if you want to know. All right, I go to the elevator, whatever. <laughs> All right, so you push, you push button. Uh-huh. Up or down button. Hmm. So last last time we were in this story, I I was anticipating that I was underground. Okay. And so going up would help me reach the surface. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. because Gabe will do the opposite of whatever I pick, <laughs> I'm not sure. Like if I go up the, the I'll be up. And yeah. it won't be down. Which is where Gabe will think I should be. Or will it? Alright, whatever. <laughs> so if I go... hang, Actually, if I go in the elevator, I can see all the buttons. <laughs> to see mm-hmm. how many floors there are. Yep. So how many floors are there? So, well, you push up or down. Alright, well, it doesn't matter, so I push up. Alright, so you push up. Uh, the elevator comes, thing, you walk in... And it's a it's a keypad. Of course it is. <laughs> you, you can cheater. enter. You can enter the floor number and then push go and it'll go there. Uh, I select floor. I enter floor uh one hundred and thirteen. Um, the lights flicker a little bit as the doors. Hold close. the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> the doors starting to slow, like slowly close. Sky, I hold like, the elevator. Oh, okay. Or I fine. attempt to. Well, you can roll a die. Whatever. whatever. Oh, all right. So the, the storyline I had in mind for this before you rudely interrupted me is Scott starts hitting the closed door button faster and faster. <laughs> <laughs> and right before the door, like like barely, there's like a very slight like s- distinction of light. You hear a gunshot, and now there's a bullet stuck in the door, pulling <laughs> the door open. Yeah, that's what happens. Okay. And then the Scotsman like, like reaches into the door and fights the door until it opens. <laughs> is he clothed? He's got like a kilt on. <laughs> so it's like his his Scotsman move moves like yeah. just press through the squeezing doors <laughs> as he's trying to get in. <laughs> All right, yeah. So he he has really hairy. He has huge biceps, triceps, like forearms, jacked. Or, he's a jacked up Scotsman. Yeah. Um, he probably weighs somewhere in the neighborhood of four hundred pounds, but he's ripped. <laughs> oh Ex- no. Except for like the guttural area, he's got a one pack. He's got an ammo stash going from his right shoulder down to his left hip, and uh, and a plaid, a green plaid kilt or kilt, and uh, yeah, on his back is a scabbard sword, very large <laughs> scabbards. Is it is this, is the scabbard the one that goes on the back, or is that the one on the hip? The scabbard. I think is, a, a scabbard. Go ahead, Luke. A scabbard is just what holds the sword. Yeah. It does, it can be held like wherever. All right, so it's, it's on the back, you know. So uh, he pulls the door o- back open, and he like does the Mister Incredible thing where like he he slips on the skateboard, and he grabs his car like that crimpled effect. <laughs> he does that to the <laughs> elevator door, <laughs> and so uh, he walks in, and uh, 
What does he say? Ugh. Sorry about the last second. I just realized if I have a gun for a leg, I should probably go get some ammo for it. Uh, what floor are you heading to? Um. Well, I, I entered uh, the floor of 113, Mr. Mr. Scott, Scott Scotsman, sir. What, what is your name? Agus. <laughs> <laughs> so Agus, I, uh, I, 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 I'm wanting Cl- to head to <laughs> Clancy McAgus. <laughs> Clancy McAgus. Clancy McAgus. <laughs> Uh, so, Mr. Mr. McAggis, <laughs> may, may I call you Clancy? The only people who call me Clancy are the ones who I look into when their eyes are dying. <laughs> In this case, sure, go ahead. Okay. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to do the voice. Whatever, I'm not doing that voice. Just pretend I'm doing it. So, uh, I'm going to floor 113. Oh, what's a coincidence? That's where the armory is. Oh, well. Bully okay. for me. <laughs> so, so you guys start going up. You guys were on floor 13. I'm just going to point it out right now. So I'm going gonna, gonna to draw this out so people realize like how long <laughs> they were in the elevator. Complete silence. They didn't talk at all. It was just, it was just Scott in a, in a bathrobe, essentially. And uh, and the Scotsman fully decked out, ready for war. (laughs) I got like Um, a little bandage on my neck. And it's just like, it's like slight music in the background. Like there's a few sniffles that have happened along the way. But, um, you know, for the majority, a hundred floors of waiting. Like, have you guys ever like sat in an elevator and gone like maybe 10 floors? It takes a while. And to be in an elevator with, with, with the muscle of a man that takes up the majority of the elevator room... Um, also, whilst... every breath he makes is the sound of bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> what an upsetting thing to hear. <laughs> so, so Scott, after a while, I can't wait to hear him run. <laughs> Scott like looks up at like the little like counter thing, and it says ninety. <laughs> He looks back down at the floor with his eyes like bloodshot open, ready to kill himself. I kind of like picking lint off of my robe, just like trying to fidget my way to happiness. I like, I like, I I lean over a little bit and I go, You should hear it when I sneeze. He's just, he's Scottish Darth Vader at this point. Um, You guys finally make it up to the floor. The door's open. It's a vast, like, think parking garage, but with all the lights off, and you can see a doorway illuminated at the end of it all. Oh. So, uh, uh, it's Mr. McAgus, or Clancy, whatever. Clancy McAgus. Uh, is this the right floor? No, maybe. Is, it, is, it, <laughs> is this the right floor, Gabe? I mean, is it? I mean, maybe. Shall I roll? I'm dyslexic. What is that? 
Let's. Yeah, sure, sure. Sure. Hey, this is it. <laughs> Full confidence. <laughs> never, never like a doubt in his mind. <laughs> All right. Well, I start walking my way into the darkness towards the, the illuminated door. You hear like pitter patters surrounding you as you as you go through. It's just, you know. <laughs> have I done this before? You have. It's okay. <laughs> so so you start walking, you know, it's very dark. You can't you can't see like your hand in front of your face. It's it's like country midnight dark. <laughs> um so you're walking through it. You can't see anything except the the elevator. Re- Are you following him, Luke? Uh, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> so <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, let, let's set the stage here. So you're hearing his breathing, like, <laughs> and like his footsteps is, tink, tink, tink. <laughs> Four hundred pounds of man doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and in between, <laughs> I I don't know if you could hear it. You can make out the faint. <laughs> I'm like trying to listen to it as I'm listening to this walking, <laughs> marching tink, band. Tink. <laughs> in front of you, you can see the the faint white light of like it's it's almost like two football fields in front of you. That's how far away this is. Okay. The faint white light of what looks like a door and the elevator number. That's the only two things you can see is forward and backwards. Interesting. Um. So you're you're going through this. There's nothing. <laughs> this would this would have this was supposed to be like the spiritual journey floor. <laughs> <laughs> but having <laughs> having the Scotsman clump around behind you <laughs> kind of breaks the immersion a little bit. We'll see what we can do. So right, yeah. so you're walking through. Um, you're just you're going through slowly. Like I mean, you can you can hear the scurrying like start to come from like the roof area. Um, halfway through, you start to see like these like. These like little floaters, like like the like glowing floaters on the sides of your peripheral. Whenever you look at them, they per- perfectly vanish. Um, Ooh, you can see, you can see like faint lights. Like you know, do you guys have like the blind spots in the middle of your eyes, where if you look at like a very faint light, you can't see it, but if you look to the side of it, you can. Mm-hmm. I don't. I kind of right. know what you're talking about. So, is what I described. <laughs> <laughs> So you have a few of those moments, like you get to see like t- what looks like two eyes out of the corners of your eyes. You look at it, it's gone. Um, you, you can see you a little bit farther. At this point, you're about the halfway mark. Um, you know, not. It's been it's been one week since you looked at me. Um, packed your bag, something, something. The rest of the song as well. So, so you're halfway through. The clump tinging has stopped. Very strange, right? Clancy? You turn around. The only thing you can Clancy. see is that faint red light back at the elevator. You turn back around again. You can see the faint white light. The Clancy! Pa- it just echoes into the nothingness. The stratosphere. Mom. Clancy? 
The elevator behind you dings. <laughs> oh. oh no. And from the distance you can just <laughs> you can hear Nope! I'm not dealing with that! <laughs> dealing with with what? You turn back around. There's a kid in front of you. Uh, hey, sport champ. Uh, uh, hey there. Hello. Um. What are you? You want you want? Huh? You, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna? You wanna? You know what? You wanna tell me why you're uh, up here alone in this in the in the dark here? The other kids don't like me. <laughs> what other kids? Like my my friends. They they don't like to play with me, so I just like hang out on my own. Uh, I see. You smell weird. I well, it's, I'm sorry. The the hospital launderer is not what we could say is. Uh, 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 don't talk bad about Judy. I like Judy. <laughs> Oh yeah, Judy. <laughs> uh, um. But anyways, champ, sport, sport. Uh, I sound um, kiddo. Uh, yeah. Where, where? Uh, what is this place? Would you like to know, weather boy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he disappears. He he like vanishes into like the the darkness of the abyss. Uh huh. So, okay. like, it's, it's, it's back to nothingness. You hear the clump ting behind you again. Next thing you notice, you're walking towards towards the white door again. And, uh, you know, step after step, bagpipes, bagpipe sounds. Clump ting, clump ting, clump ting. Clancy? You turn around. Clancy just, you know, he's Clancy. What did <laughs> Okay. Uh hmm. Whatever. I, I keep walking towards the, the white the light. Alright, so so you guys make it to the light and you, not, nothing else like weird happened. Like it was just perfectly normal after that. Um Clancy, do you know there was a there was a child in here just said wouldn't I like to know whether boy <laughs> can you can you explain what that was about? I sprint to the door. <laughs> <laughs> you quickly like shut yourself inside the door. <laughs> that that would have been immaculate if I didn't what I had initially in mind, which was just I was gonna have like an army in front of Scott and have Clancy run back in, <laughs> screaming something as he saves you. That would have been incredible. I should have oh, went with that. Either way, I mean that's that's my own deal. I, I decided against it. Oh, okay. Um, so you go <laughs> you go inside the door. You shut the door. You're like you're you're holding the door shut behind you. You hear the faint no! bagpipes no! behind you. No! <laughs> I look around the room. <laughs> no! No! No!
<laughs> I look frantically for an elevator button or something in the room. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> uh, um, uh. <laughs> I, uh, I, I start sprinting off into the, into the room. <laughs> you, you go and hide underneath one of the lifetime tables. <laughs> the door bursts open. <laughs> I did not oh remember gosh. the scream going on that long. And where we'll end today is the Scotsman standing in the door screaming to bagpipes music while Scott cowers under a table. The heck. And that'll conclude this episode of why or what this this Potom episode. And uh Yeah. <laughs> I've I I will never be more grateful for final thoughts. <laughs> um What are you talking about? Oh. So so Gabe, this there's this thing that we do uh on the podcast. It it, it involves um like thing? me and, no, 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 no. So that's that's a bit, that's a that's the beginning. The wine or um, cheese thing? Nah, that's towards the end. Are you talking about like where we yeah. talk? No, that's that. <laughs> that's a little before before wine or cheese. Oh, okay. But there's like a little part at the end of uh, it's it's after the poem. It's after where we talk. It's the after end? wine or cheese. Oh, it's a little before the end. Oh, so like uh, our our special edition paywall episode where you can like listen to after the show. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's this part of the show where uh, where you see you and I, we we talk while Luke keeps silent, and then uh, we we like cue to him to like give uh, you know just a, just a summarization or just like a a, a point of of a uh, point of separation for the audience. Just. Oh. Just like kind of, you know, he he just kind of, just, just general thoughts about like, about the episode, oh. you know. Oh, okay. So like we we ponder this for a moment and then like we ask, we ask. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's that's what happened. I feel like if there was one person out of us three to be qualified to to say such things, in an yeah. amalgamated the summarization of the amalgamations that are this these these word bits. You keep using that word. <laughs> I and do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> what, amalgamation? Compilation. Yes. Compil Compilation of what? Aren't those... Well, like... Like a compilation... Comp compilation... Compilation... Compilation! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I see. So you're... Okay, yeah. you're using those as being synonymous. I don't think... I'm pretty sure they are, though. I think that there's a distinction. Well... So I, I think amalgamation is a bunch of things becoming one thing. A compilation is just a collection of several, a bunch of different things. Yeah, becoming one thing. Which is the collection, it's not one no, thing. That, now you're thinking of a collage. No. Well, Luke, no. Uh, what, did, what did you think about the episode? Any <laughs> final thoughts about that? Yeah. Amalgamation. Noun. The action, process, or result of combining or uniting. The threat of amalgamation with a competitor. I, we're not making that the title. I don't care. <laughs> Why not? It's too long. Luke, say something else.
Are we finally doing amalgamation? <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Uh.